Joe Biden dresses up as Luigi during the middle of a pandemic. New York City school sends parents a whiteness meter. Small businesses are now saved because a woman is in charge. And the Democrats want strict verification of signatures during recall. Gavin, we're going to get into all this and more. But before we get into this, please share this video. It's the only way that we can grow. And there's going to be hopefully random ads playing that help fun and support the show. Please bear with me. Let's get into this. Well, it looks like small businesses are saved. Check this out. President Biden doing for my small business. First and foremost, he nominated a woman to lead the small business administration who He nominated a woman. That's what he's doing for your small businesses. He nominated a woman. You might as well just be saying we don't give a damn about you. Formerly worked there. Second thing is he signed an executive order to make it easier for uh, minority-owned small businesses to get access to the funding. So I guess if you're white, you're screwed. Uh, that they need. And third is that uh, in the American Rescue Plan, there's currently about $60 billion uh, to help a range of small, small businesses uh, get access to additional funds. Would like to know your thoughts about a very controversial and divisive issue. General, please. Pineapple and pizza. Have they ever asked any Republican press secretary about their preferences of pineapple pizza or not? I don't think so. Listen, oh my gosh. This is this is the White House press secretary. She answers the question, what are you doing for my small business? The first thing she says is, well, we hired a woman. This is not the first time that she, I think this is probably the third or fourth time she's answered a question just like this one, just in that exact same way. Hiring a woman, If when she says, oh, well, just so you know, we did hire a woman, I'm just assuming that uh, the person that was hired was probably... Uh, not qualified properly for the position because they're making the position all about her, her getting the job all about her being a her, her being a girl, not her being, well, hey, look, we hired like the best person suitable for the job that has the best track record. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, then, then you find out later that she's a woman. That's that's impressive. Not leading with it. Well, she is a woman that used to work for something. Like, well, wow. So, like, what what are her credentials? To me, it sounds like you only hired her because she's a woman, not because she's got the right credentials and she knows what she's doing. So, that's what they do. That's what the left does. The left wants, and I mean, look at look at the White House press secretary, for example. She's an incompetent person that's probably only there because she's a woman. And that's what the Democrats do. They want to hire incompetence just to meet the diversity quotas. And then, obviously, the question after that is about pineapple on pizza. What in the world? Imagine if they, if if a conservative news outlet asked uh, McEnany about pineapple on pizza during the middle of a pandemic, during one of the greatest economic hardships we've ever faced in this country. Imagine if she got asked whether she likes pineapple on pizza or not. The Democrats will be burning the city streets down. Anyway, guys, let me know what you think. So Joe Biden, playing as Luigi, wins a Mario Kart race against granddaughter at Camp David. Now say what you want about Trump, but he never dressed up as Luigi for a Mario Kart race during a pandemic. As president, okay? That's what Joe Biden did. I mean, it's almost like this guy's like not even president. It's just, it's just he's just there to sign papers they put in front of him. So how did Joe Biden relax during his first weekend as president? By playing his Mario Kart with his family. This is, from New, this is an article from Newsweek, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if it was Trump. That article would be started with, oh, my, I, I don't even have to explain to you guys how this article would start if it was Trump. During his weekend retreat at Camp David, 
Uh, Biden and his granddaughter, Naomi, played the, mar- uh, the racing video game and he won. Naomi shared a video on Instagram that showed Biden competing against her at the arcade G- GPDX machines, competing with chairs and steering wheels. Biden, Biden sat on the right as Luigi. Naomi pl- is Princess Peach on the left, GameRant note- noted. Despite not being at the same gaming level as his granddaughter, the commander-in-chief came out victorious. Don't tell me there's a video. Don't tell me there's a video. I don't know. It's just like a two-second thing. Who knows? Uh, Biden sat and the right is okay. Secret Service made an exception and let him drive himself. Naomi joking joked on her Instagram story. Since the president is rarely allowed to drive for security reasons, as per CBC, a little rusty. Okay, whatever. Biden told the reporters Friday that he and his family planned to relax during the long weekend. We're going to be up in Camp David for Valentine's Day, he said, adding that they plan to just hang out with the family and do what we always do. Camp David is located in Maryland. Okay, whatever. So, hey, you know what the, hey, I, hey, you might have just became president, but, you know, during the middle of a pandemic and the greatest economic, one of the greatest economic crises in history, but hey, you know, hey, it's a three-day weekend, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> what? You're the president. Like, uh, listen, listen, normally, I, I would say this is not that big of a deal. Normally, I would say, like, who who cares? Okay, you know, you had, you, you took some time off, you know, it's a busy, it's a busy day, B- busy week, busy, busy life. Normally, I'd say, hey, you know, it's okay. You know, Trump golfed a lot. You know, hey, you know, if you, if you have time to golf, you got time to golf. You know, he was, you know, doing a really good job with the country. But the problem I have is is how the media and the Democrats treated Trump for golfing, and how they're treating Joe Biden for dressing up as Luigi and playing Mario Kart. Completely different. When Joe Biden does something, I guess a little bit more ridiculous. The media's like, oh wow, he's such a family man. Oh, he won. He came out victorious. Oh, what a what a great guy. Trump goes out for golf, probably talking business during his golf, you know, business for the for the country. And uh, you know, he's that makes him the devil. So uh, hey, that's the world we live in where people get put to different standards. Let's see if we can find a picture of what this uh, writer looks like. Um, I, I don't think they have a profile picture on here, but I wanted to see probably some freakish liberal. A New York City public school asks parents to reflect on their whiteness. So that is right. A New York school principal sent a whiteness meter to parents. And this is the whiteness. The eight white identities. And it goes from red all the way to green. There's white supremacist, white voyagism. White privilege, white benefit, white confessional, white critical, white traitor, white abolitionist. So which one are you? Let's read out what this... Oh, and it also said, they sent another sheet in that said, This is uh, a regime of of whiteness, and there are action-oriented white identities. People who identify with whiteness and one of these. It's about time we build an ethnograph of whiteness since white people have been the ones writing about and governing others. White have been the ones writing and about governing. Okay. So, one, white supremacists. Clearly marked white society that preserves names and values white superiority. White voyagism. Uh, wouldn't challenge uh, white supremacist desires non-whiteness because it's interesting, pleasurable, seeks to control the consumption and appropriate of the white. They're literally just describing KKK people right now. White privilege. 
may criticize supremacy, but a deep investment in questions of fairness, equality under the normalization of whiteness uh, and the white rule, sworn, uh, sworn goal of diversity. White benefit, sympathetic to a set of issues, but only privately, won't speak act in solidarity, public because benefiting through whiteness in public, some POC are very, okay, white confessional, some exposure of whiteness taking place, but as a way of being accountable to POC after, seek validation from POC. White critical, take on a board critiques of whiteness and invest in exposing marking the white regime, refusal to be complicit with the regime, whiteness speaking back to whiteness. White trader, actively refusing complicity, names what names what's going on intention is to subvert white authority and tell the truth to whether costs need them to dismantle the institutions white abolitionists changing institutions dismantling whiteness and not allowing whiteness to reassert itself i wonder if the principal is white bar bar hesse i don't know if that's the principal or not but we're going to find out uh, so city public school principals asking parents to, this, is, this just sounds like something a, a white person would send out, but let's see. Uh, city public school principal is asking parents to reflect on their whiteness, passing out uh, literature that exposes white traders and, okay, a woke offense at the East Side Community School in Manhattan features a rank listed uh, list titled The Eight White Identities, the curriculum written by Bernard Hesse, an associated professor of African-American studies in the University of Illinois claims there is a regime of regime of whiteness. Let's see. Maybe the person is uh, of African-American. This is the person? Oh, wow. Okay. Black lives matter. Burn the city streets down. That's that type of person. Um, okay. The New York City Department of Education officials told The Post that some parents at the school, which caters to 6th to 12th graders in Lower East Side first shared the material with staff. The principal then disseminated uh, it to every parent as part of a series of material meant to reflect and as food for thought, the official said. A DOE rep said in a statement, anti-racism celebration of diversity is the core of our work on behalf of the young people of New York City and East Side community, okay, whatever. Uh, that's that part, okay. The document in question was shared with the school by parents as a part of an ongoing anti-racist work, and the school community is one of the resources the community utilizes. Uh, so our staff is now being targeted with vile, racist, anti-Semitic, and homophobic. A spokesperson said school workers are being threatened over missive. Uh, our staff is now being targeted with vile, racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic slurs and degrading language from people outside the school, and nothing justifies the abuse directed at educators, rep said. So, a.k.a. just probably random people on, on Facebook are probably messaging them. Christopher Rufo of the Discovery Institute wrote in a tweet that included a posting of the curriculum. This is a new language of public education. So Eastside Community High School Principal Mark Freed in 2010. Okay, okay. So this is the principal, and this is the guy that wrote it. So, yeah, so I guess it did make sense. I guess he was uh, – that. what I assumed was it was probably a white abolitionist that wanted to send this out to make himself feel better. Like, look, I'm in the green. Where are you? Uh, let's see, the dismantulation of Hesse's literatures to parents comes as a DOE and schools chancellor Richard uh, has pushed to eliminate what they call current administration white supremacy culture. 
Uh, let's see. I want to know if anything is actually going to be done. The racial makeup of the student body was 55% Hispanic, 18% white, 15% black, 10% Asian, 2% dur uh, other during the last school year. So literally, it's, it's, a, it's a Hispanic majority school where it was only 18% white people. And you're sending out a whiteness meter to the parents when literally the white population of the school is pretty much the minority on, on pretty much almost on, on par with the percentage of black students. Makes sense. It's not even like an, an all-white school of, of rich preppy kids. This is probably East Side Community School. Who, who, what's, what's the median in income for over there? You know, hey. Just based on demographics, I'm going to assume it's probably on, maybe possibly on the lower end. I mean, that's just, that's just the world we're living in. But hey, you know, whiteness meter check, check, check your privilege. You're going to the same school as Hispanics, Blacks, and Asians, but check your privilege. Unbelievable. All of a sudden, the Democrats care about verifying signatures. So that's right. The verification of signatures begins in effort to recall Gavin Newsom, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. In all the signatures, if all the signatures are legitimate, a recall election would happen sometime this summer. So it seems like the Democrats only care if something is, uh, I guess, verified and certified, as if it, if it affects them negatively. That's the only time they'll actually care about it. So let's read. I mean, hope, I mean, it seems like. It appears to be that the recall petition is going to get enough signatures. So the process of verifying signatures continues in the recall efforts of Governor Gavin Newsom. Organizers of Recall Gavin 2020 said it has collected more than 1.5 million signatures. That is insane. Collected 1.5 million signatures to recall the governor. That's why I have faith. I have faith in California because they're doing this. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't have faith in New York. I don't have faith in many other deep uh, left states that have a lot of Republicans living in them because they're not doing what California's doing. California's like, we love California and we don't want to lose California. So now those in charge of the movement must verify all of them. If all the signatures are legitimate, a recall election would happen sometime this summer. I want, <laughs> it's, a, it's funny, it's like, it's we're calling the, like, Californians are saying Gavin Newsom, you know, basically they're saying Gavin Newsom's a tyrant He's a bad leader. He's destroying the states. So they do this whole recall petition to get away from the tyranny. But it's funny how nobody, none of the left, none of the Democrats in Texas or in Florida are doing any recall petitions against their governor because things are going great. <laughs> so how does recall work? For the recall of state officials, proponents must file a notice of intent to recall petition signed by 65 voters uh, to begin the petition-driven process. Okay, this just explain the petition. So let me know what you guys think where this is going to end up. I think that he's going to get recalled, but I think what that does is that just pretty much puts uh, it on the next ballot uh, for somebody to challenge him. Now, considering that this 1.5 million people, uh, let's see. Let's see how, let's see how many votes Gavin Newsom got in his last election. Gavin Newsom election. Because if we can judge by that 1.5 million as a baseline of people, um, let's see results, uh, 2018. Let's see, because if, if 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 the opponent gets 1.5 million off the bat, that can be a big help. See, now here's the problem: Gavin Newsom got 7.7 million votes, and the Republican only got 4.7. Literally, 62 percent to 38 percent. 
that's like a blowout. And that's honestly just because of L.A. Now, hopefully, if this gets put on the ballot, it gets kind of put in on like an off an off election cycle. So the turnout hopefully wouldn't be too great, which will be helpful because Republicans are more motivated to go to the polls. So let's see. Uh, Newsom assumed office on January 7th, 2019. As of February 13th, 2021, Gavin Newsom may be recalled. As 1.5 million people have signed a petition to recall Gavin Newsom, enough trigger to recall election in 2021. Now, this is why you need to divide up these big states to have, I mean, hey, maybe you can have, you know, California east side, California west side or something like that. But a lot of these big states, when it comes to geography, need to be divided up because the people who live on the east side and even the north side of California are, are deep red Republicans, and they, the needs of them are way different than the people on the coast, the Democrats on the coast. And that same exact thing goes for New York as well, New York State. It's that they're, it's so big. And it's forcing people to live under, I guess, tyrannical rule. So I wonder what, uh, yeah, so let me know what you guys think. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please become a subscriber, subscribe, whatever, um, <laughs> follow, I guess, I don't know. Uh, become a Patreon, patreon.com slash Joey Salz. If you donate, I'll give you a call. Uh, download the app, America Now News, in the App Store. And uh, I don't know, what else you got to do? Whatever, I repeat the same thing every day. You get, you get the gist. Peace out.